This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Dr. Elizabeth Fox, Senior Vice President of Clinical Trials Research at St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Dr. Fox, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, I know we've got a lot to talk about. There's so much happening and really exciting things, especially in the um, research and clinical trial space. But before we dive into my questions, can you tell us just a little bit about yourself and your background? Sure. I'm Beth Fox, and I'm a pediatric oncologist. And as a doctor who cares for children with cancer, my career focuses on providing the best possible medical care for individual children and support for their families, and coupling that with clinical trials to develop new therapies. For me, focusing on the individual child while having a vision for the future is very important to my happiness in this career and to the impact I can make on children. The participation of individual children in clinical trials gives them access to the most innovative therapy and provides hope to future generations of children for increased cure rates and decreased long-term health problems that are caused by the intensive therapies we use to cure children with cancer. And it is a really a privilege to care for children with cancer. I'm able to design trials and lead clinical trials and carefully consider what therapies to give to an individual patient or to evaluate in a clinical trial. In addition, an understanding of how children and childhood cancer differ from adults and cancers that occur in adults is really an important part of what I do. Throughout my career, I've had outstanding mentors and and role models, and I strive to mentor the next generation of pediatric oncologists as we move forward. As you mentioned, I'm currently the Senior Vice President for Clinical Research Administration at St. Jude Children's Hospital. And I'm the Associate Director for uh, Clinical Research at the St. Jude Comprehensive Cancer Center. This is the only National Cancer Institute designated comprehensive cancer center devoted solely to children and the survivors of childhood cancer. In addition, I have some national leadership roles with the Children's Oncology Group and the Pediatric Early Phase Clinical Trials Network. It's increasingly clear that improving the outcome for children with cancer is a worldwide problem and I am able to collaborate with the St. Jude Pediatric Global Medicine Program, as well as the International Accelerate Platform to prioritize care for children with cancer. Oh, that's fascinating. And it seems so much like you have that passion for caring for kids with cancer and their their um, families and just really, you know, have devoted your career to it. And I love the fact that, you know, you talked about wanting to mentor the clinicians of the future and those who are really going to be continuing to carry this torch. So when you think about your role as a leader now, but as also someone who's mentoring um, the next generation of physicians and clinicians, what do you really inspires you in those relationships to really grow and develop the, the next generation? What advice do you typically give them? So I think it's critically important that we develop future generations, particularly in academic medicine, because the challenges are so great. And it's really the partnership between the um, patients, their families, their doctors, and the entire healthcare organization that helps move things forward. And mentorship um, for people coming through academic medicine means helping them to understand how to put all the pieces together in the context of their own lives to really have uh, success not only for their patients, but in their personal lives. You know, one of the reasons that I came to St. Jude is the mission of St. Jude. Um, it's, the mission is finding cures and saving children. And 
clinical research has is a cornerstone of this mission. You know, we currently have more than 600 trials to prevent advanced treatment and reduce side effects and to better understand the biology, lifespan, impact, and the quality of life of children with catastrophic disease. At St. Jude, we focus on children with cancer, children with sickle cell disease and other blood disorders, uh, children with infectious diseases, including HIV, and neurologic diseases. And as part of mentorship, it's helping um, our young and mid-level physicians, physician scientists, and investigators really understand how to be not only the very best physician they could be, but to be forward-looking to fulfill the mission of St. Jude to find cures and save children. I've had the privilege um, to conduct clinical trials in children, and this requires that we bring the very best science, the very best clinicians, and the best infrastructure together to ensure that the safety and potential for best outcome for each child is assured. And this is part of the mentorship role. In addition, we recognize the importance of collaboration. And at St. Jude, we work with more than 35 other hospitals in the United States and 14 hospitals internationally to provide clinical trials for children with cancer. And part of mentorship is fostering the collaborative spirit that is so important to innovation. That's a really great point. And in thinking about all of those different things you're doing right now, whether it's the clinical care, the research, and and working with um, the early career physicians and mentorship and whatnot, what issues are you spending most of your time on today? What's really top of mind for you? So I spend a lot of my time thinking about which clinical trials we should prioritize for children with cancer. And it's such an exciting time for clinical trials for children with cancer and other diseases. I think one of the things that has changed the landscape for children with cancer is the research um, to advance cures and equity for children or the Race for Children Act. And this is efforts that the regulatory agencies um, in collaboration with this legislation uh, really include that uh, both the Food and Drug Administration and the European Medicines Agencies have shifted the approach for new drugs in oncology from a diagnosis-based uh, approval to use that drug to a mechanism-based approval to use that drug. And so in the past, drugs have been uh, approved for cancers based on specific types of cancers, such as lung cancer, breast cancer, colon cancer. And pharmaceutical companies have focused drug development on the diagnoses that are most common in adults. As we know, childhood cancers are rare, fortunately, and they're very rare compared to cancer that occurs in adults, but they're no less devastating, and new therapy is vitally needed. So I do spend quite a bit of my time not only thinking about what are the best new treatments for children with cancer, but how can they be developed, and those are developed through partnerships. The new legislation with the Race for Children Act means that drugs that are are targeted for specific changes in cancer can be approved based on the safety and efficacy in those cancers, Um, and that the the cancers that have those specific changes um, in the pathway or the gene mutation that causes the cancer, rather than the specific disease such as lung, breast, or colon cancer. And this has really opened the door um, to more therapies in children. It means that cancers in children that share the same biology as adult cancers at a very fundamental level can receive those treatments earlier. 
That's fascinating. And, and what an important change it seems like in order to really accelerate, as you mentioned, the care for children and then the research and development that leads to really life-changing treatments for them. Um, that's really amazing to hear. Now, when you think about your where you're at today, uh, how do you future plan? How do you think about growth and investments for the next year or two as well? Um, what do you really see as being paramount for the continued growth and development of some of these treatments and drugs? That's a great question. You know, each year, um, there are more than 5,000 uh, people enrolled to clinical trials at St. Jude and more than 1,000 participants enroll on St. Jude-sponsored interventional trials. St. Jude Cancer Center has increased the interventional trial enrollment by more than 30% since um, 2019. And we're only one of many places where clinical trials are done and um, really are looking and celebrating the growth in the clinical trials that are available for children. Here at St. Jude, we, do, we have embarked on a strategic plan that makes a significant investment in patients and the family experience, fundamental science, clinical research, global partnerships, faculty and staff, as well as our facilities. And in the clinical research space, we're excited to expand our collaborations and new trials because it's really through putting all these things together and these investments that we can move the field forward and, and improve the outcome, not only for children with cancer, but children with other catastrophic diseases. Investigators at St. Jude are currently working on the next generation of trials, and they're being designed in new and different ways. And these trials for children um, will not only include children with cancer, um, such as blood cancers, including common and rare types of leukemia, but other solid tumors, and including cancers of bone and soft tissues and children who are afflicted with brain tumors. In addition, new medicines, um, to the new medicines, we're conducting clinical trials with new types of therapies, including cellular therapies that harness the power of a child's own immune cells to fight the cancer or disease that they have. In children with sickle cell disease, we are leading and participating in clinical trials using gene editing and new therapies for devastating neurologic conditions in children. And all of these things take investments not only of time and resources, but also of, of thought and investment and thinking and visioning for the future, um, which continues to change each year in the space of clinical research for children. That is amazing and so helpful to hear and just interesting to know about some of the different cellular therapies and then the gene editing as you were talking about for neurologic conditions and others. It's um, fascinating to think about how far medicine has come and, and really the technology and ability to um, treat these diseases earlier and then too in a more effective way is fantastic. When you look at the clinical trial, whether it's the operation side or um, you know the actual um, treatments that you're delivering, how, what role does technology play? How have you really seen technology um, and the digital transformation make a difference for the clinical trials and treatments that you're working on? Technology is a critical part of everything we do every day, and the same is true for clinical research. There are, um, technology comes in a number of different uh, ways to clinical trials. Uh, at the most basic level, it's the technology behind what we refer to as the infrastructure. That is, how do we collect the information, make sure that it's valid, make sure that it's reproducible, and make sure that it is safe in an electronic system that can uh, 
compare one child to another child who are treated the same way or to children who were treated many years ago. So there's the technology in the databases. The other place that we're seeing great strides in technology is some of the ways that we diagnose cancer and some of the um, treatment that we use for children with cancer in, in technologies in radiation oncology and, and proton therapy. The other place that is really growing is the technology behind the electronic health record. So that used to be called the medical record where doctors would sit down and write in everything that they were talking to their patients about. That has been transformed into a computer-based system where no matter um, where in the country you are cared for, it is possible that your doctor can see records that were electronically generated from other places. The other thing that it has done is it has made it very powerful that all of the information that you share with your doctors um, can be used to create the best treatment plan for you and be moved, if you're part of a clinical trial, from that medical record into the clinical trial databases, decreasing the amount of um, effort and resources that are needed to conduct clinical trials. And finally, um, in, this, in um, pediatric oncology, there are a number of large initiatives to gather all of the data that is available on children from the past who have been treated for cancer and begin to um, annotate their clinical course with some of the newer things we know about the genomics of cancer and bring all of the data together from around the entire country and potentially the entire world in what's called data commons. And those data commons are, the vision is that they would be used to be able to better predict outcomes for future patients and be able to say which therapies are working or which therapies we should be continuing to study in those patients as we move forward. So those are some of the um, important advances in technology um, that we think about every day in pediatric oncology and across the span of uh, childhood diseases uh, that we care for. Fascinating. I love that. And it's just so interesting to, to hear about the evolution of, of technology in the space. Now, before we wrap up our conversation, I have one more question for you. What are you most excited about right now? Well, there are a lot of things to be excited about. I think the advances in biology, genomics, and technology that we've talked about are, are really important. Um, and they have increased the emphasis of developing these therapies for not only cancer, but rare diseases that occur in children. And these innovative uh, therapies include the gene editing, the use of engineered short single strands of DNA to downregulate gene expression so we can really get to the heart of disease and very rare types of um, diseases in children, and very different types of therapy that we hope we can um, improve the outcome for children. I think one of the things that um, I've learned over the past few years is, you know, what has the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic been on clinical research? And to me, it's demonstrated um, that clinical, clinical trials had to change. They had to innovate in how we conducted these trials during the pandemic. And it, particularly in pediatric oncology and many childhood uh, diseases, the clinical trials were able to continue in part through the dedicated staff um, around the country and around the world. Um, in addition to that, the COVID-19 pandemic has sharpened the lens on something we call a decentralized trials. This is really important. It's about bringing clinical trials to where the patients live, not so much moving patients to trials. And it's about making trials accessible um, so that they can have a broader impact 
on the entire community. The other things that I think COVID-19 has really sharpened the lens on are, uh, unfortunately, healthcare disparities, um, which exist um, not only for adults, but particularly for children. And also, COVID-19 brought out the pressures um, on those in individuals in primary caretaker roles, particularly women in the workforce. And so part of being a leader is mentoring and faculty development. And at St. Jude and many academic institutions, the trajectory of careers for women and individuals who are underrepresented in science, technology, engineering, and medicine haven't really kept pace with our male counterparts. And despite the fact that 70% of pediatric hematology and oncology fellows in training are women, and overall more than 60% of pediatric oncologists are, are women, the number of who are in leadership positions really needs to improve. And one of the things that um, you know, I, I am excited about in the future is the really emphasis that uh, academic institutions are putting on women in academic careers. And at St. Jude, we've launched a program we call WILL, Women in Learning and Leadership. And this program is in collaboration with the Simmons Institute for Inclusive Leadership. And the vision is really to ensure that St. Jude is a supportive, equitable workplace, free of barriers for women to work, advance, and lead. And so this excites me and um, really helps um, my career, me to understand how my career can impact others. I'm really excited by the partnerships of investigators, regulators, patient advocates, um, to conduct impactful clinical trials in children. And I'm excited that there's increased attention to the diversity of our participants in clinical trials in our workforce. I'm very proud that St. Jude is focusing on improving outcomes for children with cancer worldwide. And I really can't think of a better job in the world than to be a pediatric oncologist at this time. Fabulous. Dr. Fox, thank you so much for being here and joining the podcast. I really appreciate your insight and expertise, and I can definitely hear your passion for the work that you're doing coming through in this interview. I appreciate everything that you do. And, and again, thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you very much for the opportunity.